Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today, uh, we make our stand. We, we are going to say in one voice that we will not go quietly into the night. Yeah. We will not vanish without a fight. Nope. We're going to record on. Yeah. Today is our Independence Day. Yep. <laughs> At this present date and time is the is our Independence Day. If you're listening on the release, it is our Independence Day. Yeah, as well as uh, everybody else's, technically. <laughs> yeah, you're independent <laughs> now. <laughs> In case you hadn't noticed. Uh, All the ladies who are dependent, throw your hands up at me. <laughs> we reject dependence. Mm-hmm. You're independent now. As opposed to Codependence Day. I don't even know how you'd celebrate that. Uh, with someone else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of defeats the whole. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's, it's uh, Independence Day. In more ways than one. Yeah. It released in 1996. Directed by Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a pretty popular little movie. Yeah, I'd say it's it's pro- definitely of the year, but probably of the late '90s is a is a classic. I would say it's earned that by now. I I would I would wager. Yeah, I think it's a. You know, I I it's it's a perfect popcorn mute movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know all of its little tricks that it was doing. It has plenty of them, like little tricks to like earn some some cheap applause and stuff like that but uh it well, works yeah, it works not, on i mean this isn't <laughs> you're not watching this going where's the depth where's the this no this is a this is an alien invasion movie with all of the cliches and all of the all that stuff and it's it's one of those that does it well you know cliches aren't necessarily a bad thing unless you do them poorly and this has the great benefit of uh in terms of that firing on every cylinder it's yeah. not a perfect movie, but it's definitely one that I wish I had gone to see in the theater. And when it's out in the theater again, I would like to I would like to see again because I feel like it's one of those that deserves that kind of. It's built for that kind of thing. I saw this movie in the theater. I did uh, not. first run. First run. Well, you would have been a little little young. For no, I think I went to see when we went to see it. You and Dad went to go watch Independence Day, and I went with. I went to go see something else. Yeah. Fuck. Speak- what else was in 1996? That's a great segue. Oh hey, god damn it! <laughs> oh what's what what? Okay, let's tap play the ten. Game. Let's let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so Independence Day was number one in 1996. Yeah, that's fair. Well, um, were some of the other hmm. of 1996? That's a great question. I can't fucking remember a thing. Uh, are there any James Bond movies? Not in the top ten. Oh, um, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't remember anything in 1996. All right, so we got uh, no superheroes, uh, but we no. do got stuff that we you'll know. Uh, so number ten, the first Wives Club. Mm. Classic. Mm. Uh, number nine, the live action 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Wouldn't. Wouldn't have uh, guessed that, though. 
A Time to Kill. <laughs> okay, yeah. The SC deserved to die, and I hope it burned <laughs> in hell. <laughs> I always wanted to open my own pottery shop. Inspired a time that to by, kill? Yeah, inspired <laughs> by that particular John Grisham novel. Anyway, continue. Uh, the Birdcage. Never would have guessed that. Seen it, but never would have guessed it. Ransom. The fuck the is what? Ransom? It's Mel Gibson. Give me back my son. Uh, no, no, never saw it. I, pr- I presume time. he got him back, though. I don't know. I just remember <laughs> the trailer. It was everywhere. It was Mel Gibson wants his son back. <laughs> Mel Gibson wants a ransom. <laughs> Give me back my son! Give me the money! Yeah. Uh, the Nutty Professor. Oh, okay. The Rock. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible 1. Yep, okay. Uh, and then two is Twister, mm. and that, uh, based on the board game. No, I was about to say Bill Pullman's, and but no, that's uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah, yeah the other Bill. Uh, yeah, and this is uh, Independence Day, uh, three hundred million dollars. Just a, that's just domestic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we eight, just eight hundred and seventeen million worldwide. We just love seeing all of our beloved landmarks just fucking destroyed <laughs> well i think there's just something fun about like i don't i don't know because i can see that though because this movie really wraps you in it has a great has a great pace it has like it, it just kind of it's like a. it's not totally this okay but i'm going to compare it to this this is like a 90s american version of war of the worlds yeah i can see that do you do you wonder if like I don't know. I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, man, 1990s America. We didn't have a big enemy. We just got to fucking create someone to destroy our shit in our relative safety of the 90s bubble? No, I think you're thinking bigger than what Roland Emmerich and Mr. Like, I I think it's mostly we want to tell an alien invasion movie and what what's going to attract people. Hmm. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it. I don't think is that's like bigger in a metaphorical, in a metaphorical way. You know, if it if it's good and if it's fun, people are gonna go. You know. I don't know. It's just kind of a. You know, you have a lot of more like sci-fi stuff in the '90s, at least in my like. What I remember, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot of comedies up in the top ten. There was, yeah. It's kind of crazy as you go back, as we, you know, when we do all these, it's just like, like random one-off movies that we don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's not like anything we'd ever, you know. Yeah, well, it's probably something that was like, again, like big at the time, and then it's been fucking 20 plus years since, you know. True. And then there's some of these that like, you look at other years and it's like, hmm. Also, this has just great meme value in terms of, like, the internet. It has everything that people on the internet love. It's got fucking Jeff Goldblum. It's got wisecracks. It's got a know. dog. It's got a dog. It's got fucking great, big, epic fucking vista shots of shit exploding. You it's know. got Randy Quaid. It's got Randy Quaid. Well, I mean, you could want more, but when Randy Quaid shows up, that's nearly enough. I mean, carries the whole movie on his back. <laughs> carries the whole movie in a bottle. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and drinks it. <laughs> uh, do you want to just get right into it? Sure. We'll go into the past of July 2nd. Mm-hmm. On the moon. Yep. And everything is uh, about as normal as it can be on the moon. The ghost of uh, Neil Armstrong's voice is heard echoing in the in <laughs> yeah, the landscape. Well, I mean, it's still, so you know that's just how it works. <laughs> you say yeah. something in space, and it just goes it forever. Stays. It's just yeah. out of the constant loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the ghost of Neil Armstrong's voice. <laughs> yeah, I love how they like really hammer home the fact that the moon we landed on it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Footsteps. It was new, you know. news to me. Yeah, and a plaque. Let everybody, mm-hmm. let everybody know in case anybody else shows up, we's here first. Yeah, well, the aliens get to see it. and like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. They fucking Damn took it. it. <laughs> they fucking blow them up. Damn it. Yeah, we, we came in peace. Then we saw that they you know put their dirty footsteps on that fucking moon. Gotta... And then they wipe the dust off of it. Mm-hmm. There's so many tracking prints, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Buzz. God damn it. Other guy that nobody remembers. Buzz Aldrin? Oh, well, Michael. No, there's a third guy. Yeah, but he wasn't on the moon. He was in the... He, he was up top. The other two, Neil oh. and Buzz, were on the thing. Well, and then still, they took they, it up. They, nobody ever remembers that guy's name. I believe it's Michael Collins. The, the Irish revolutionary? Yes. Oh, wow. Hold Lived on. A long me... time. I thought he was assassinated in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. Now I'm just... Now, uh, hold on. We're going to grind this fucker to a halt. Oh, that's fine. We can we can do that. Yeah. Don't worry. Magic editing. We can <laughs> we can knock this down into nothing. Uh, okay, it was Apollo 11. Da-da-da-da-da. Michael Collins. Hell yeah. Cool. Look at me fucking go. Well, Keeping all of this. This is good radio. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Gotta give, the, give, give Michael Collins his due. He was in space. Yeah. He, fuck. He Come was on. the guy in the chair while the other two dynamic duoed on the moon. Yeah. Cause they, yeah, he wasn't on the... Yeah, no, I I remember now. I thought there was like three of them in the thing, but that's fine. No, you do you really? If you want to get real fucking intense, you gotta name the other people that were on the moon that weren't Apollo Eleven astronauts. You oh, know, yeah, like I the guys know. with the rover. No, I don't know either. That's some hardcore. Like, <laughs> that's big, Jeopardy like yeah, shit. and like big NASA NASA <laughs> fan stuff. <laughs> this is that goes far beyond just having like yeah. a passing interest to history. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's SETI up to? It's SETI Alpha 1. Uh-huh. They're playing REM, like, you know, foreshadowing, I guess. It's the oh, end yeah. of the world as we know it, lots and it's on the nose. Of, yeah, lots of little bit of foreshadowing in this one. That's not covered foreshadowing. In, that's that's a cheese. brick. Yeah. This whole is like, it has that great, like, cheese factor, because yes, it is very, yeah, <laughs> like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is not subtle. Um, yeah. And there's... Oh, yeah. Because we're we go down to well, because at first we see the big ship as it uh, ascends into the frame, and then we go on to Earth where we see you know all the typical stuff that uh, people want to listen to space use big. Uh, fuck are those things called? Satellite dishes, radiate dishes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the guys in... just, uh, you know, doing what they do. They just, you know, work on their putting because there's no fucking aliens. <laughs> and aliens aren't really a thing. So he's they got just... nothing else to do, but he's collecting a paycheck anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that's then... the, it's the perfect con. It's just like, we know there's no aliens. Oh, well, true. You get a bunch of satellites, give, people give you money, you call yourself the, what is it, the SETI, I can't remember the fucking uh, name. Search for Extraterrestrial uh, Intelligence. Institute. Yeah, whatever. And yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, his fucking his office golf is interrupted by the proof blinky because he gets by excited. The long con. Yeah. <laughs> he gets real excited. He's like, "Oh my god, this is it! They're here! They're here!" Yeah, and they put he, in the call, and mm-hmm. um, and it's the guy who's an actor in like everything. He's oh, in, this movie has a fuck ton. Has of a that ton guy. of them. Yeah, Harvey Firestein's in here. He's in like tons of shit. He's one of those actors. But the the, the guy at the beginning, we don't see him again. But he's uh he's also the curator in the Mummy uh, for the museum, mm-hmm. and he's Electra's dad in Daredevil. I'm fucking totally spacing on his name. I should have wrote down. Yeah, but he's yes, awesome he, though. Yeah, he he wakes up. He marches down to set. He's like, so our con's over. <laughs> our con's over. Well, before that, <laughs> fucking the guy who was golfing calls him and he, he's like, he's like, Marvin, listen to this. And it's Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know those new aliens you've been <laughs> listening for? <laughs> Don't listen to this. Johnny, be good. My God, they're here. And right. I love, yeah. And then they, you know, everyone's there tripping all over golf balls and then like, this can't be true. It's coming from inside the moon. As though it's a fucking horror movie. Yeah, like a murder mystery. <laughs> it's coming from inside the moon. There's nothing in the moon. So, yeah, well, this, we this movie call the White House. What? It takes, because it, well, that has a lot of set pieces, a big ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we never hear from these SETI people again. <laughs> no, we presume they die. <laughs> like everybody else that we don't see again. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoilers. The Earth gets totally fucked. I'd say almost irreparably so. But, hey, you know, big happy ending. I mean, as happy as you can get, all things considered. I mean, they destroyed all of every major city. Yeah, there's, there's you know, more land left. I blame Alf. <laughs> There's foam in that third planet. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I blame Alf. <laughs> Alf's behind this whole thing. That fucking Muppet betrayed, betrayed us all. He was the advanced uh, deployment. <laughs> he was the vanguard for the fucking harvester aliens. He's the herald. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the herald for the mothership. <laughs> I'm here to weaken your defenses. <laughs> I'm so cute and cuddly, it's to throw you off. <laughs> Give me that grape soda and your cat. People are going to be listening. like, what the fuck do these guys have with Alf? <laughs> Alf's awesome. It's one of my favorite fucking of the 80s shows. I, I love the, it's just fucking, just a nuts premise. Also, it's really funny. Yeah, you know, like the main Alf uh, actor, like the dad just fucking hated, hated it. Broke. Hated it. Hated the fucking. When when they finished filming it after they canceled it, he was so happy he fucking skipped the rap party and just left. He just hated working with that fucking hated. puppet. It was so felt so degraded. He's a fucking theater skilled actor, and he had to work with a goddamn muppet. You know, such as the Roper story never complained. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we got some generals gathered in their masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 
you know, doing general shit. Like, oh, what's this in space? The moon, you say? <laughs> well, they don't. They don't go that far. They're not that stupid. But they uh, open. They uh, set down a big uh, like. Ah, oh, we got this scan from space, and these big fifteen-mile-wide discs are descending onto the planet. How long do we have, General? About twenty-three minutes. Well, somebody, oh. somebody call Bill Pullman. Yes, because he's our our president, mm-hmm. and uh... <laughs> our president today will be Bill Pullman. Our president this evening is a lovely 1996 Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. He's uh, freshly corked. Yeah, uh, he he's talking to his his wife, who is also called the First Lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that's fun fact American politics. Uh, she's in Los Angeles doing something. I don't know First Lady stuff. I thought it was funny that Mary McConnell was playing the First Lady of a president, given the fact that years later or. F- 50,000 years in Earth's past, she'll be leading a galactic exodus as yeah, a president. Yeah. Funny. So, yeah, he's he's there, our president, and you got to get the the sense that he's not a particularly well-liked president. Like, he's just kind of their president, I guess. Yeah, I guess just, you know, he's like his uh, opinion polls have dipped like below 44% or whatever. And he's just, you know, he's he's president. He's president. <laughs> that's pretty much he's a movie president and he's just going about his day talking to uh one of his advisors name is constance and that i would believe is his press secretary yeah so um i don't remember so yeah here's the thing with so many characters i don't remember all of their names mm. but i especially david's wife who works at constance the... that's their name okay okay because i was like huh yeah, I don't. Re- I that is because I'm of the. Uh, I like the fact that there's so many characters. I can get past the fact that we don't hear everybody's name because. Oh no! no that's re- just you know. This is just me justifying like I don't. No, pick I know every. <laughs> no, I I totally get that. It's just uh, it, it just uh, something I do like though is the big cast. I actually like the fact that we get this kind of wide net and different kind of experiences for the alien invasion. The fact that. I don't know. I like the even though it's all very contrived and you know blockbustery. I like the fact how all the characters kind of come together in one spot later. Yeah, it's like an intergalactic the stand. Yeah, yeah. That's, I I got that kind of vibe. Who's the have... Who's the Randall Flag in this scenario? Oh, uh, the al- the alien mothership. <laughs> <laughs> he just You didn't see him in the jean jacket. Oh the invading dude. I never, ever, 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 ever thought I could have that image in my head. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's continue. Yeah. So they all could, you know, and and much like the stand, it all ends in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with actually yeah, a big explosion. explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it is the stand. <laughs> it's just like the stand. <laughs> it's just, this is just the stand with aliens. With different steps. Yes. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people. They all die. Yeah. And then, you know, the people that are left converge in Nevada and end the day with a big explosion. Mm-hmm. Just like it. Just like it. It's exactly like the stand. Yes. I know, right? Oh, yeah. There's some, like, there's some aggressive cinematography, too. Like, there's a statue, like, before we meet David and, like, after the president, because they have, like, all, 
the signals for our TVs or whatever mm-hmm. are all messed up. Yeah, the, because the, I guess the ship, well, not because the ships are so big. That's what I thought at first. But I guess the aliens are fucking with Earth's satellite they, signals. They're using the satellite signals to talk to each other. They're, yeah. You know, which is uh, pretty clever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and before that, though, we established that we're in New York with very aggressive, like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, like shots of the Statue of Liberty, yeah. as though I don't know. We have no idea that that would be New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's in New York City, and we're playing chess mm-hmm. with David and David's dad. Yeah. Dave, by a quick aside, Jed Hirsch, Julius, uh, probably my favorite character in the whole movie. I love that guy. Yeah, he having a lot of fun out there. Uh, David is Jeff Goldblum. He mm-hmm. is our our hero scientist. He is mm-hmm. our science man. If we go for the War of the Worlds, yep, uh, sort of terminology. Yeah, yeah. He works for the cable company doing something. Stuff? I guess he's a high level engineer for their telecommunications equipment. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of, like, generic science. Yeah, he does a lot of generic good guy science, so he's highly apt for this situation. He went to yeah. MIT for this. Yeah, he went to MIT for eight years so that he mm-hmm. could fix the cable. Yeah. Uh, he likes chess, and he uses chess terms until, like, the midpoint of the movie, and then he stops. <laughs> and then he brings it back for a little bit, like, once at the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Using the because well he's good at chess which is how we know that he's smart mm-hmm. smart people are good at chess yes this is a, this is a narrative shortcut <laughs> and yeah he wants to keep the the planet he's he wants to save the planet by recycling yeah it's kind of a shtick yeah see it's it's all themes it's all building off of one another you know he. he <laughs> <laughs> high art <laughs> Roll yeah it's just, like poetry it rhymes like, he's like going for so many layers it's crazy yeah it's like a parfait um anyway enough of that shit let's go to somewhere else it's uh the trailer where they're watching uh the day the earth stood still yes it's yes. uh russell's kids mm-hmm. uh i think one of them's named wyatt yeah, Wyatt, one's name is Miguel, and I can't remember the girl's name. Sarah, maybe? Something like that. I don't... She's just there. She's like, just it's there, again... yeah. I, I only know this from, like, writing names down from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a farmer named Lucas mm-hmm. shows up, and he's like, I got this, and I don't even know what those are. He's just <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, it's like, I got a ton of this shit. Where's it looks father? like rags. It yeah. looks like he's growing dusty rags in his field. <laughs> dusty green rags. It might be. I don't know what the fuck it could be. It looked like dead cabbage or some shit. I don't know. But he's like, your dad. Your dad was supposed to fly that airplane of his and like dust my crop, dust my field or whatever. <laughs> like I'm a farmer and, out here in the fields in Nevada working hard. Yeah, it's like New Mexico. Yeah, they're in the fucking desert. I don't know what the goddamn hell he's growing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Miguel uh, drives mm-hmm. his motorcycle out, flags down uh, Russell, who's yeah. who's flying and hard drinking and just mm-hmm. crop dusting everywhere, just farting and ripping <laughs> ass all over the fields and just it's walking ama- away. It will goddamn be a god- yeah, fucking uh, feat of aviation if uh, he wasn't so bad at it and if it wasn't the wrong field. 
Lucas has farms on the other side of town. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, and then he does what he does best. Chugs booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we... We move pretty fast. We got to yeah, establish movie has like a breakneck pace. It's one of the things I do like about it. And we are we are glossing over some things because uh, after David is finished was finished playing chess with his dad, he goes to uh, his office where his boss Harvey Firestein's like everybody's fucking flipping shit about the TV and like yeah 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 and that's when David uh, first notices the signal. Yeah, and he like does his does his thing does mm-hmm. his, does his stuff he Take does some... his generic mit good guy science That's what he to does. the point where he gets wrapped up in it and doesn't even realize the aliens are invading pretty much yeah he has to like go outside and look up but that's for later yeah because in the oval office they're discussing it they they don't know it but the invasion is starting and mm-hmm. yeah they're they're cheeking it very like okay well what do we do because it, it starts hovering over a whole bunch of major cities. So yeah. uh, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. are the first that it's... Mm, are like the first wave. And then there's others like uh, later, in the film, later in the film they mention places like uh, Chicago and Atlanta and I think St. Louis were well, next. And, um, and, I, and first it's uh, Moscow and London and Rome also have some over them. Mm-hmm. So it's like every All, major... every major city, a population center worldwide. Yeah, well, it gets... Essentially, the plan, uh, I think, is this: they started a very major city in all, like, capitals of government, because they've yeah. been listening, and then they were going to go fly to other major cities and just mm-hmm. destroy them. They said they'd wipe out every major city in 36 hours. Yeah. Efficient. Yeah, I, it's like they've done this a bunch of times before. Yeah, so they fly a um, out in the Gulf Coast, or not Gulf Coast, a Gulf, uh, like the Iraq Gulf, the Persian Gulf. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the word. That's the Gulf. Yes. Uh, they fly a radar plane or uh, out and try to figure out what the hell it is, and it runs into big fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Like, does it hit a ship? No, it doesn't hit the ship. Because it... <laughs> they're just, like, flying around, and then fire. I don't know why that's... Big fire. It's the corporate overlords of fucking embers everywhere. No, fucking... As, because the ship is so big, the uh, as it's coming in, it's causing, like... You know, you know how, like, in Armageddon... There's, like, before the meteor strikes, there's this huge, like, wave of heat and kinetic energy before it actually makes impact. Oh, Imagine, yeah. like, that's the force of all the, like, uh, re-entry. That's basically what it is. And they just got consumed in the sheer, like... That was big my fire. T- that was my fi- big fire. That was my uh, film movie science take of it. Hmm. Yes. No, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. You land into the big fire, you get big boomed. <laughs> you get big boomed. You also, uh, uh, before, as all the ships were slowly making entry, we saw uh, a Russian satellite uh, being caught in the gravitational pull of one of these massive uh, massive disks and colliding on the side. So technically, human shot first. So. Yep. <sighs> Doomed us all. Doomed us all. That goddamn CCP fucking satellite. 
Um, so yeah, that was, I wrote down that those were our first casualties. Mm-hmm. They would be, yeah. Um, and uh, the president uh, discussing his option. He's like, "Well, I'm going to stay." Mm-hmm. And so they send all of the for the continuity of government. They send a whole bunch of people, like the vice president and all them, to a secured location. Mm-hmm. And uh, wherever they, that is. Yeah, they also do the emergency broadcast system, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, yeah, that's cool." I gotta admit, I I like the I like the feeling of like uh, that we don't know anything, and this kind of feeling of uh, uh, you know, like the preliminary of an alien invasion. It's, it has that cool feeling about it. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything outlandish at first. They're not like nuke the shit, you know, like right no, out the gate. No, though. Uh, <clears throat> The CIA director, Wormy Guy, mm-hmm. uh, he immediately wants to nuke him. Oh, them. he totally wants to nuke him. For, well, he's a, he he was CIA Wormy Guy, and now he's Secretary of Defense Wormy Guy. Oh, yeah, he, he wormed his way up. He wormed right in there. He's another one of those uh, that guy actors that was in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's the Wormy Guy. Mm-hmm. Usually an asshole. Mm-hmm. Rarely ever played a likable guy. <laughs> uh, Robert uh, Loggia is here as well oh, yeah. as uh, General uh, William Gray. Yeah. Yep. I was just like, yeah, you know, the president's BFF general. Yeah. You know, his buddy, his, his Obi-Wan. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, we get to see more panic because there's mm. panic all over the, like, Everywhere, you know, basically. Cause normally, they, reserved New Yorkers are are, uh, are panicking. You know, <laughs> yes, normally, normally, uh, just everybody's like flipping shit as they would. Because ain't <clears throat> I? I hmm, I'm trying to put like worded in my head. I like the fact that it's like such a big silent. Like they're almost like an update on classic flying saucers. The design of the well, yeah, the ships. very evocative. Yeah. Like, they actually, even when we get to the design of the aliens, they're very evocative mm-hmm. of, like, classic grays. Yeah. So I, I like that it's kind of, for 1996, kind of updating all those tropes. It's very fun. Uh, but the sheer size and scope of these these ships would, would evoke panic. So I do like that, you know, even though even though President Bill Pullman's trying to tell everybody, hey, uh, calm your shit, stay indoors, stop, yeah. drop, and roll. Yeah, don't, don't go drugs. anywhere, and uh, yeah, people are already like loot, evacuate. <laughs> yeah, pillage, run away. Business as usual. Business as usual. Um, uh, meanwhile, Will Smith has finally woken up and needs to take a piss. More at eleven. <laughs> Just let it update everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the status of Will Smith. We do this every episode. Uh, uh yeah, Russ gets hassled at a bar, uh, not a bar diner. Though they serve beer there, because uh, he was abducted by aliens. Yeah, he says. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really fucked him up, and uh, yeah, they hassle him, and then doesn't he get arrested? Not yet. No, he mm-hmm. doesn't get arrested till later, because the the, right. the aliens show up and they like rock the whole the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, Will Smith, uh, Captain Stephen Hillard. I I do remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Marine captain, and he lives with a stripper, and the stripper's son. Yep. 
More at 11. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. And it's, you know, since it's the 4th of July weekend, uh, he's on he's on shore leave. Isn't that what they say? He's on he's on, yeah, he's he's on, on leave. leave. He's on, I don't think he's... He's not a... <laughs> he's not, a, I don't think he's it's, not in the Navy. Yeah, I don't think they do that. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah. Everywhere's they, a shore for a Marine. He, uh... Yeah, it's just because they can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, he, he sees the the giant, you know, ship because it it comes in. He thinks it's they think it's an earthquake. Then mm-hmm. he sees the people bailing and like, ah, oh, it was barely a quake. And he sees it. He's like, well, I better go into work. Yeah, they probably uh, probably need me there. Yeah, but uh, you know, you, Jasmine, you come on to the base. Mm. Uh, pack up some stuff and, uh, you know, we'll just wait for the whole thing to blow over. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, meanwhile, in New York City, there's more panic and yep. David cracks the code. And he's like, well, eventually, you know, in about six hours, it's going to resolve itself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's just counting down to something. He's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, Tell everyone dear. to leave. Yeah. Tell everybody to hustle ass to somewhere else. And he decides that he needs to uh, convince his uh, ex-wife to who is the is Constance and mm-hmm. works with the the president. Yep. And he's got to go save the day. Yep. There's conveniences abound in this movie. Conveniences upon conveniences. <laughs> the fates were in humanity's favor for this film. That's fine. Um yeah, so he, uh, David, well, first David tells Harvey Firestein to tell his mom to get the fuck out of wherever she is. And then uh, he rides his bike to his dad's place. Uh, David, for- not Harvey Firestein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Harvey. <laughs> uh, and uh, recruits his dad to drive real slowly to D.C. Because uh, he can't drive. Mm-hmm. I love their they they they're great together. Fucking Jeff Goldblum and Judd Hirsch. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, with all this going on, no one in Los Angeles is paying attention to the strippers. That's how yeah. bad the situation is. Though I I kind of wonder, you know, it's July second. What's the crowd gonna look like? You know, I don't it know. also looks like the middle of the day. <laughs> you, you, yeah, but they still have some people in there. But that's just the direness of the situation in daytime Los Angeles. The people who would go to a strip club in daytime Los Angeles are rather watching the news in a strip club than watching the strippers. You know, yeah. There's a part of me that thinks like, no, nah, there's gonna be somebody that'd be out there living it up. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and so uh, Jasmine, which is Steve's stripper girlfriend, is, talks to the other stripper, her mm. stripper friend who, I, I don't know, has uh, a name, I'm sure. Maybe. Well, it's not going to matter. And she's like, I'm going to go up to the – is it the Capitol Records building? I think it is the Capitol Records building. I think you can just get up there and start waving signs. <laughs> well, I guess right now nobody's going to give a fuck because, you know, 15-mile-wide 15, 15 spaceship. Uh <laughs> But yeah, she's like, I'm going to go wave a sign and tell him to bring back Elvis. And Vivica uh, Fox is like, don't do it, you dummy. And she's like, I promise I won't do it. She and she was never seen or heard from again. No. Um, yeah, so we're 
are we? The uh, the government tries flashing the discs. Oh yeah, the welcome wagon. Mm-hmm. The, it's like yeah, we'll just use. We've seen Close Encounters of the Third <laughs> Kind. We'll just play some lights of music. Yeah, we'll give it a little light show, and then they love we'll us. communicate through math. Yeah. Perfect. Steven Spielberg called it, everybody. Well, yes, with a lack of options, you know. Yeah, bring out the light show. Bring out the light show. After that, road flares. After that, chalk. (laughs) Fucking, you know. You gotta teach it math. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he's a president's calling the first lady, like, come on, you gotta get out of there. I don't want you anywhere near here. GTFO out of LA. Come on. Uh, She doesn't. Nope. Uh, Not in time, anyway. But yeah, and uh, Russell gets uh, arrested now for ah, distributing like, leaflets. Yep, he had them all had a, always in his all ready uh, to in go his, in he, his camper van, just waiting for the disc to show up. Um, but like, it doesn't matter because he gets released, and then he's like, "We got to get out of there." Mm-hmm. More at eleven. <laughs> More at eleven. We will come back to Russell. Uh, Steve's at El Toro, which is Spanish for the Toro. He's getting a briefing uh, about him. And then (laughs) uh, he he works with Harry Connick Jr. He's a pilot now. Yeah, he's a pilot now. He gave (laughs) up acting. He took up piloting in movies. Yeah, movie pilot. Famous movie pilot, Harry Connick Jr. Jr., It's just like playing piano. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, oh, yeah. So he, he get... wants to he wants to get into NASA. And NASA doesn't want anybody dating a stripper. Yeah, they're real finicky about that. Real sticklers about who you're dating. Yeah, for some reason. And uh, meanwhile, the welcome wagon gets wangered. Yeah, <laughs> they shut down the welcome wagon. <laughs> they, they do. The aliens are like, your fucking light show offends our sensibilities. Get we don't want any wagon. welcome wagon. Ain't no way, no how. <laughs> Take that. And, uh, yeah, those guys, uh, those guys meet uh, crippling doom. Well, the blue doom. Mm-hmm. They also get their own light show right back at them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, the president gets warned, and then it's like, well, we got to get going. Mm-hmm. And uh, all credit, uh, another favorite character in the movie, and probably also a very mimetic character, I would say. Uh, <clears throat> the fucking Bill Pullman's president. I like him a lot. He's like a sensible fucking leader. Yeah, thankfully, nice. he was also a fighter pilot. Yeah. Conveniences upon conveniences. It just abound. abound. Narrative convenience. It's amazing. It's, you know, well, it's interesting because um, this was in my thoughts. I was hearing somebody talk about uh, Mars attacks. Yeah. And how that one isn't, like, structured in any way that makes sense. We should do that Mars attacks at some Mars point. Mars attacks is great. Mars attacks is funny because it's, like, there's no, because it's based on trading cards. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's no story to it. They had to make one up. Yeah, but even like it doesn't have the bare bones. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting because they came out around these movies came out around the same time. I thought, right? Like Independence Day, I think predates Mars Attacks. It might. I can't even remember. I do love Mars Attacks, though. 
It's very weird. It's very Tim Burton, though. Uh, Mars Attacks is also 1996. So, yeah, it came out in December of 1996. So they would have been making this well before Independence Day came out. So it's just interesting to compare the two because... One like I'd say Independence Day is a spectacular failure, whereas Mar or it's Independence Day is not a failure. It's Mars Attacks is a spectacular failure. I don't like that movie. I never really have. Oh, Mars Attacks. Mm-mm. Well, it's a very it's fucking it's an unsettling movie, but it's all I always found the like style of it very cool though, because it has this like it it it's like Tim Burton's looking at it through a very like nineteen fifties Cold War B movie lens. And yeah, it's it is very very fucking weird though. Very fucking weird. Jack Nicholson's two characters for no fucking reason. Well, because it's Tim Burton, that's why. I why suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, but just I don't know. It was a interesting comparison piece. We should go do Mars Attacks at some point, just for our own amusement. Sure. Um. Uh, let's see. The president goes, and then. Yeah, they only have minutes to spare because now it's time for the the big action scene. So fucking the the eye opens up mm-hmm. and uh, the weirdos on the building are just like, oh, we're going to get beamed up. And yeah, they're going to beam us right to Elvis. Woo! And, and then boom, and, yeah, goes boom. the Capitol Records and the Empire State Building and, and the White House. All gone. The three most important uh fucking structures of western civilization gone especially the capitol records building especially the capitol records building yeah and it's uh it's intense man la is like they just fire the one beam but it can't waves of destruction that just Mm -hmm. blow up kill some poor dude in an office building (laughs) support dude in the office like everybody for miles it's complete like it's uh it's quite uh well, unless oh, unless you hide in a tunnels maintenance thing, in a Los Angeles tunnel, Los they Angeles built, known for their tunnels, built to fucking last. They're built. You gotta, you gotta be prepared in Los Angeles for everything. So they built the structures like that. You know, maintenance guys know what's up. Mm-hmm. Reinforce all of their the maintenance clock. That was the Angeles. the one. Yeah, because eventually. Uh, you know, oh, the dog makes it too in well, that's spectacular also why fashion. That's also yeah. why. If you had, if you, no animals were harmed in the alien invasion, that must be made absolutely clear. But like, yeah, there's no survivors. Basically, no, no. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, it just completely destroys the White House. Um, the plane Air Force One takes off just right behind the fire. Mm-hmm. Like outruns it. Yep. True nineties fashion. And uh boy, that was a lot. It's July third now. <laughs> yeah. Lots happened on the on the second. And uh yeah, so Russ and uh and his kids go to a, a meet up with an R V convoy. Mm-hmm. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Well, and I don't know, that was also something that I thought was just kinda again, I like how it's doing the the movie does like the i don't know like it's not like playing jokes with the whole situation you know what i mean it's not like playing it up for comedy so it's like there's this huge 
exodus of people. And it's like Russell uh, says to his son Miguel, like, look over there, and just this huge convoy of just people just fleeing the destruction and what's happening. Because now it's like we know that the fucking aliens are fucking, you know, this is a, they're not friendly. And now this is even more terrifying, you know, because it's like if the aliens had sent like a message or something that gives you something to kind of work from for the fact that they're just entirely silent and you don't even like, you don't actually see what until well into like half the movie is pretty effective. Yeah. Well, they don't get out of the ships. They don't have to, which is, yeah, and then uh, what I find interesting is they so the the attack happens in the nighttime, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Uh, so it's the night, and then uh, the guys out at El Toro after the middle of the night, while well, Los Angeles is well and truly destroyed, now is the time for the counterattack. Uh, I was like, man, what a operation delayed resolution. <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe just complete. I I have I don't know movie fucking stuff, who knows? Yeah, I was like, wow. Well, maybe, maybe they're just trying about to it. assess, or maybe they're just trying to assess, like get everybody together. Well, also they mentioned in the movie that they don't even have like half their pilots. Half their pilots are like everywhere, like on leave because of the holiday. Yeah, part of me wonders if the aliens chose to do that, like it, because it seemed I like could, they were I in tune. That. Yeah. With, uh, like, had been watching, you know, because yeah. they knew to attack. And, like, later on, they attack, uh, like, the vice president and, like, mm-hmm. the like Camp David, like, mm-hmm. the secure location in yeah. NORAD. And like, Nor- yeah, exactly. And also, they catch on to the, the whole uh, Area 51 location as well. So, you know. Yeah, totally. I could buy that. But, yeah, it's the, it's a, it's a big counterattack. The Black Knights are, are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all gathered from every medieval times that they could be found in. <laughs> yeah, they'd run up and <laughs> lose their arms and legs, and yeah, uh, yeah they just, just get a scratch. Yeah, well, and it, you know, Harry Connick Jr., who is just absolutely the fucking worst in this mm-hmm. movie, he is yeah. so obnoxious. Is like the worst wingman you could possibly have. He can be my wingman absolutely never. <laughs> he, can, he can stay at my wingman. Uh, never mind. Yeah, he sucks. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Great. I, I did like, no wonder fucking Steven never mentions him again after he crashes. No. Like, if, and he doesn't even shed a tear. Like, mm-hmm. everybody, all of his coworkers immediately die, and he yeah. just takes it in stride. Pretty much steals himself. But, but yeah, he's like, because they have like their whole thing with the victory dance, which is like a cigar. It's mm-hmm. something, and he just at at every opportunity, uh, Harry Connick Jr. is just like, just go nuts, just mm-hmm. really. I it's just there's some scenery you haven't chewed on. Just just keep <laughs> going. <laughs> File those teeth, Harry. Hey, Harry, can you uh, can you be a little less subdued? Yeah, just more over the top, more over the top. More keep going. Perfect excellent and uh yeah just make it so that they want to shoot you down like mm. your own team <laughs> uh anyway um so finally the black knights counterattack, but the aliens have force fields ah they thought of everything <laughs> shields <laughs> yeah well i love that they shoot them at least twice to like oh yep no that's mm-hmm. a shield that's definitely it yep well you know you gotta see if that's like 
a one-off type thing, I guess. I don't know. A fluke, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a big counteroffensive, and they send little drone ships out after them and mm-hmm. uh, are just decimated. Yeah, a dogfight ensues. I gotta say, the uh, all the effects for this one, I feel like, really held up pretty strong. There's not a lot of, like, supercomputer effects Mm-mm. in it. There's a lot of model work. Yeah. They're, like, really intricate model work. That yeah. And so, like, all, it... the dive, all the dogfights really look good. Like, and still look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they uh, break away because like there's nothing that they can do. It's a retreat, and so Steve and and Jimmy got to do a, a a canyon run. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Jimmy doesn't make it. He tries to pull up, and he gets got. Yeah, he gets got. But that's okay. Will Smith uses his parachute. And it, well, he uses <laughs> Will Smith, an inventive pilot, uses uh, the one thing the alien pilots didn't count on—a cliffside cloth, and just you know, covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Damn oh, it! Yeah, and so they can't see, so they hit a cliffside, and uh, he ejects out of the, out of it, uh, and well, and officially welcomes the alien to Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Welcome to Earth. Punch him in the face. I love the... Uh, I remember that shot in particular always scaring the fuck out of me when I was little. Like the... When the al- like the tentacles come out and then the biosuit alien just fucking... Rawr. Yeah, those biosuits are really cool looking. They're wicked. Yeah, because they're... Like the aliens are like weak and wimpy inside, but they have these biomechanical suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like basically spacesuits. Yeah, I guess. essentially, yeah. Or like, not Iron Man armor, but basically, yeah, like, I guess you could say they would probably be the war suits, because it looked like later in the, when we're on the mothership later, they have, like, troop formations with the aliens and the bio suits. Yeah, because that's what they were going to go do. Like, they were going to, they were going to send troop carriers to kill everybody else Mm -hmm. down on the ground. Um, so yeah, we, uh... He is, starts dragging the alien carcass across the desert. Yep. Uh, and upset about it. <laughs> Very much so. Could have been at a barbecue. Could have been at a barbecue. To Area 51. Hopefully he'll run into a gigantic convoy of fucking uh, camper vans. XCOM soldiers. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You need that. Uh, they just lost funding with everywhere. <laughs> I pulled out of the XCOM project. Um, but yeah, Air, uh, NORAD is gone, and uh, in, inside Air Force One, they're just kind of flying. I'm like, mm-hmm. where do we go? And uh, Julius says, uh, you know, Area 51 with all the other aliens. And Yeah, you know, and then uh, the president and General Robert Logie is like, there's no such thing as an Area 51. Go play chess, Judd Hirsch. We loved you in Taxi. And then uh, Secretary of Defense Wormy guy's like, that's not entirely true. We actually have areas 1 through 51. I'll show you through. Yep, so they go to Area 51, mm-hmm. which uh, like supposed to have a clean room, but fuck that. We don't have any time for this. We get all those alien diseases. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to us. And... Uh, yeah, we get to, uh, we get to see that. Uh, yeah, uh, 
spaceship crashed in the 50s. It was one of those little drone ships, and they've been patching it up ever since. And it's not worked really ever ever since then. This is all explained by one uh, Doctor Oaken. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has that. Professor he has all the data. <laughs> yeah. The, the data. He's he's all data. about big data. I'm big yeah. data. Big data. Loves love the stars and trekking right across. It's Brent Spiner. Yeah, and uh, he's like, yeah, the last twenty, uh, last forty-eight hours have been really neat, and the president chews him out. Yeah, he's like, people are dying out there, cars are being flipped, cities and model buildings incinerated, people having to take shelter, sheltered maintenance closets. Is that neat to you, Brett Spiner? Yeah, yeah there's been a whole bunch of shtick. Uh, <laughs> David's boss is dead. <laughs> totally dead. All of them. Dog's fine. Dog made it. <laughs> All of them did. All of them. And you're like that's a weird description, but okay. Here's <laughs> the right. <clears throat> here's the ship. Uh, call as we call it the freak shoe. Mm-hmm. You see the aliens, and yeah, they're very evocative of like the greys. Yeah. Except they have uh, weird shaped heads, not yeah, like the like big. Of- I want to say finned head, but it's kind of, I don't know. They did have a different shaped head. Also, they have more claw-like appendages. Mm -hmm. And they have noodly appendages. They have, Mm -hmm. like, tentacles, and then they can communicate telepathically. Yeah. Never really comes up, but... Well, it does come up, uh, kind of. Yeah, the once. And, uh, yeah, we... So we have our our Area 51. This is where we're going to be hanging out the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me that, like, the rest of the fight and the counterattack, they really lose a lot of the steam. I feel like a lot of the momentum in the middle half of the movie is just kind of like, okay, we got to get all of our pieces back to Area 51 for this big battle. Exactly. Well, it is just the fact that the, so much of that momentum was that we know so little, and now that we're at the part where we're actually getting information, it has to drag. But you're right, because I feel like there is some. This movie is pretty long, all things considered. It's two hours and twenty minutes or so. Yeah. So it it doesn't waste much of its time, but there is some bits where I'm like, man, we could have truncated some stuff. Well, it's like if I watch it, if I ever watch it again, or like not for this, I would skip past like a like parts of this, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it doesn't really. Well, like the dissection scene, what really, or like what, like some stuff is gained, but what totally, you know what I mean? Well, we got to figure out that the aliens are evil. Yeah. And like, oh, can we negotiate with you? No, not at all. Absolutely. But basically, what happens is uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, Hiller and the huge-ass convoy arrive. He makes his way into Area 51, and Dr. Brett Spiner's like, don't worry, I've worked with aliens before. I can dissect this thing. And, and he tries. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and another thing, we get like an autopsy-gone-wrong horror scene mm-hmm. with tentacles. With very tentacles. Sp- very specific thing. But, uh, yeah, that happens, mm-hmm. and uh, they all die, and then they use uh, Dr. Oaken as a vessel to talk through. Yeah, he's basically turned him into a walkie-talkie. He's and... an Oaken puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
He's like, uh, or President Pullman's like, uh, can we live in peace? And Brett Spiner's like, no peace, no peace. And then, uh, yeah. The, All right, uh, like, the what can we do for you? And it's like, die. Die. Yeah. And, and uh, it psychically attacks the president, and he mm. sees what they want. Yeah. It's to consume their locusts. They consume everything on the planet before they leave to another planet. Yeah. And um, uh, General Robert Loggia tells uh, Captain Adam Baldwin, who's also here, to uh, shoot the alien, which he does. Yep. So there's that alien. And uh, <laughs> Take yeah. That. Got one. Uh, Remember Jasmine Seastill in this movie? She mm-hmm. found a big, uh, I don't know, maintenance vehicle and is picking up people, including the first lady, mm-hmm. and they're going to El Toro, which has been completely destroyed. Absolutely, completely fucked. Uh, but uh, they're going to drive there anyway because they don't know it's been completely destroyed. Well, that's the last thing she had to go off of. That's where yeah. she was where she was headed. But it's okay. Because Steve's not taking no for an answer when he hears El Toro has been destroyed. He hijacks a helicopter because he can fly those too. Well, he can fly anything. He's Captain Stephen Hiller. And he goes to El Toro. Mm -hmm. Where he finds all them folks. And puts them into his helicopter and Mm -hmm. flies them back. So he got everybody. First lady dies of internal bleeding. It's very sad. It is very sad. Um, and then, uh, what else? Then we nuke Houston. Yeah, and then we're going to nuke Houston. A lot of fun. Because, uh, yeah, after getting psychically attacked, he's like, nuke him. Nuke him all. <laughs> nuke him back to the Stone Age. And uh, they try, and it does not does work. Not work no. and they then still they still have just, the force fields. Yeah, they still incinerate Houston. But... If your plan is to irradiate the planet such that they can't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, well, that's, that's pl- what uh, a drunk rampaging David says as he plows through Area 51. He's like, yeah, make but trash, his... fuck up the ozone. Yeah, but his plan's not nearly as tenable as blowing up all of the nukes. <laughs> that's true. Like, no, his plan was to just take recycling out of the container as though that's going to fuck it up. Like, oh, yeah. Um, they, damn it. He fucking took the recycling. Ah, oh, no. Get, get this, out, What guys. is this, a Coke can? Ugh. These humans <laughs> are the fucking worst. Oh, God. What is that? Is that a fucking, is that a pigeon with a fucking plastic thing wrapped around its neck? Oh, oh, oh this is just sad. We got to get out of we here. We wanted to keep the dolphins. Ah, this poor duck covered in oil. But yeah, he is he is quite drunk, and uh, his dad's like, hey, you can't give up faith. Besides, you're going to catch cold down here on the cold concrete. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's it. I'll give him a computer virus. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty much what he does. He does. Yeah. He, uh... um, so I will say that a deleted scene of in this movie does establish that they have been using the alien technology to build off of mm-hmm. our own advances uh which i feel nice. i feel like that kind of helps because otherwise i just like well yeah then he just does more of this magical fucking movie guy science where it's like he went to mit i guess they can do that well yeah he he hacks the aliens it's weird with how they a mac it's weird how they pick some stuff what stuff to cut out and what stuff to leave in. You know what I mean? 
And, and, you know, it could be that it's also 1996, and that's just not a very, like, savvy... Yeah, or also maybe even just, like, they were like, you know, maybe that's just a bit too much going, like, oh, no, I've been using... Because then it's like, why the fuck haven't we advanced farther than just <laughs> where we're at in 96? But whatever. It's strange. But that would have helped fucking solve the whole David can magically hack into the alien The aliens? Network. Yeah, yeah. You didn't just... know that 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 Mac was so powerful it could translate alien hieroglyphs. Yeah, he's just like, this is a Unix system. I can mm-hmm. use this universal operating system, baby. Yeah, he just looks at it and just like, yeah, no. And then I put like these graphics in on it too, so that they know they're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that'd be real clever. Yeah, and uh, I've been took me hours to get this screen up. Mm-hmm. And the voice file, oh man, ages. <sighs> but once yeah. I got that done. It's a breeze. Now they know they've been pwned once they get up into space. <laughs> it would only be better if it said suck it at the bottom. But yeah, that would be read the more. manual. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just made the aliens delete system 32. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, oh, it's July 4th, by the way, this mm-hmm. drunken revelation. And uh, this is the, so here's the plan. Mm-hmm. David will give the... Uh, the aliens, a computer a virus. Yes, this will shut off all of their shields. Mm-hmm. While this is happening, for their five-minute window or whatever, uh, everywhere, everybody everywhere will attack all of the different discs, and uh, hopefully they can fight Fingers it back. Crossed. Yeah, we can, we can knock them out. Yeah, and use a nuke on the big mothership. Mm-hmm. And the motherfuck those aliens. Am I right, guys? Am I right? And then, yeah, let's get on Morris Code and let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the... I find this movie interesting because, like, this one spot where, like, it's somewhere in the desert and there's these British pilots like, oh, thank God, we finally heard from the Americans. As though they were just waiting on America <laughs> to, like, do everything. Well, of course. Like, yeah, it's just... Oh, yeah, no, we had no agency. Thank God the Americans are here to save us. Well, Save us with your tell freedom. You what, tell you what, when the British fucking put in the money to make the movie, then they can, <laughs> yeah, have, a, they can have an opinion. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking condescending to the rest of the world. It so is, but, you know, it's whatever. It's a fucking movie. Just, like, pat them on the head, like, good job, rest of the world. Yeah, you were you were fighting them, too. We, we heard about it. Um... Yeah, so this is where Russell, like, uh, gets drafted in because he's a pilot. Well, they ask for, you know, they don't have that many people to fly. So basically Adam Baldwin sent up topside be like, anybody who has any flying experience, preferably military flying experience, we would genuinely like you to come and uh, sacrifice your life fighting the alien threat. And Russell's like, I am totally on board for that shit, Adam Baldwin. And you're like, all right, cool. Sweet. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> and we get more of the, the preparations, you know, like, uh, you know, like, yeah, people get married mm-hmm. and reconnect. Yeah. We're kind of glossing over We're a lot We're glossing of over some stuff. I mean, this, this it really is like, this has some, like, the momentum is in all of the alien battle stuff. It's not in all, like, the character stuff is nice. I won't be, like, shitty about it. It just slows the pace of everything else that's going on because i actually do like the wedding scene it's very sweet Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's like, yeah, because like the Steve gets to be the uh, pilot mm-hmm. for the alien uh, ship. Yep, because he wanted to go long. into space. Mm-hmm. Conveniences abound. Conveniences abound. Convenience, like the movie gods were smiling on the protagonists. Yeah, a lot of narrative convenience. But yeah, he's gonna go with uh, David because he's the only had to be him. Anyone else could have got it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Did he say that? He basically said something <laughs> damn near. I was like, Jesus Christ! Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, anybody else could get it. Like, what if something comes up here, and it's like, yeah, no, it had to be me. Anyone else could get it wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the president's also going to be part of the fighter battalion because, of you know, course, he is. He can. He can fly. He's a pilot. And then he proceeds to give one of the best movie speeches ever. Mm-hmm. Just such a good pump-up, jingoistic speech about it's how awesome. it's how it's going to be everyone's Independence Day. Independence from being killed by aliens. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, so let's, let's, let's get into that. It's, uh... David opens up his HAL 9000 fucking MacBook, mm-hmm. and uh, he's ready to do some hacking. Uh, Steve uh, re- rear-ends the fucking ship into a, into it, uh, and then takes the tunnel out. I love that they were forward-thinking out there at Area 51, building a fucking escape tunnel for this alien spacecraft. Well, they were talking about how they were trying to get it to fly, but they never could till the mothership showed up. Hmm. So, that that checks out. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they go in, and then they get uh, uh, tractor-beamed, I suppose. I guess. That's pretty much the only way you can explain it. Uh, t- something takes over the controls, and they are slowly, slowly uh, flown into the mothership. Just gigantic. Mm-hmm. Great scale, scale work on the... Yeah, and you see all the troops down just, like, mm-hmm. marching and, like, getting ready. And I think you see, like I said, troop transports, it looks yeah. like, and they're ready to just land and uh, kick down the door. Mm-hmm. They were going to be very efficient with destroying humanity. Yes, they were going to be, like, any number of my playthroughs in Stellaris. Mm-hmm. And so they, they shut the... There's a screen window. They shut that so the aliens don't see it, and then they basically have to wait so they mm-hmm. give the they give the virus yep and then it's like you know what do we do now <laughs> well we wait it is you know the bringing up uh the cold thing again is you know, it is like a modern uh american version of war of the worlds mm-hmm uh well you gotta Kill imagine that's it you gotta imagine that's a fucking influence <laughs> well yeah obviously so yeah the uh the aliens, though, I've, I've noticed that everyone's coming and gathering to Area 51, so they're going to Area 51, uh, and they're like, well, what about the people topside? They're like, oh, yeah, no, we're totally fine. We're, like, several stories below. <laughs> yeah, and then Constance is like, Adam Baldwin, the people up top, and then he's like, ah, shit. All right, so they tried to get the people inside to the uh, facility as many as they can as the... Uh, alien attack drones of a column uh, descend on area 51 yeah and just blow up everything 
and they have to like physically like close the doors of mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. um yep so there's there's that and then they they start they fire once and then that blocks the shield the shield gets blocked and then they fire again and it's like ah oh, yeah we can do it let's just fire missiles at it and they just do surface damage on the big 13 fucking mile wide disc mm-hmm. well i mean any damage is good damage so there you go uh but the eye eventually opens up mm-hmm. uh, as they run out of missiles and uh the the savior of all humanity <laughs> the only one who's got missile cousin Russell. eddie himself is <laughs> like hey boys your shitters fall <laughs> <laughs> and yes uh, he's the only one to realize that if you hit the big glowing fucking blue <laughs> the big blue bit i it, you know like if any of them had ever played a video game could know that that's the weak spot well such as it was and yeah Russell, uh, Russell gets got, but he takes those alien bastards with him. Uh, yeah, get on the wire. Tell him that we know how to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, like, Miguel's there, and he, like, it's like his dad dies. Yeah. And everyone else is, like, celebrating, and yeah. he's just like. Adam Baldwin's like, you, what your dad did was really brave. You should be proud of him. And Miguel's like, I am proud of him. And he's like, sweet. I've never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, he's gonna, he's gonna go back to the caravan to mourn, and uh, yeah, it's not like he, yeah, like the world's fucked. I don't know, man. I'm still just like I know that they're like, yeah, this is a big happy ending because they, uh, yeah, they they shoot the nuke, they escape, they blow up the the mothership, mm-hmm. uh, which is very funny, you know. It's like yeah. good night, bye, <laughs> wave at the Earthlings. Uh, and they're able to escape in the 30 seconds it takes for the nuke yeah, to explode. B- before there's a death fake out and like, mm. oh, no, but they're on the radar. And then they get saved and he, like, hey, didn't I promise you some fireworks? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Every major city's gone. They irradiated well, Houston. Not every major city. Most I, of like the big cities, I would say. I mean, they had moved. They, the other. This is another one of my problems. Is like they they really like go ham on the first three, and then they just kind of hand wave. Is like, yep, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, they like. Well, they are like what Chicago, St. Louis, and Atlanta are gone. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a dire situation. You know, it's not recoverable within like the next ten years, but give it about two, three centuries, they'll be rebounded. Give it well. about twenty years, and I'm sure, on Revengeance Day. <laughs> on re- yeah, you know, for the sake of the sequel, yeah. But no, it's, just... it's fine. No, I mean if the the movie doesn't want you to think about it. I'm thinking well, it about it way too matter. much. No, it's it like doesn't. not the point. The point is that they won. <laughs> it's their Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah, this movie slaps. Yeah, it's um, good. It's fun. Like a lot happens. Oh yeah. Like I said, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I do like about it. I like the, like I like the fact that their aliens don't have like. Uh, like their motivation is solely malevolent, like that they don't have any kind of uh, 
like, oh no, there's a, they're the protagonists. No, they're just dicks. They're just dicks. They want to kill everybody and take their shit. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. like yeah, the movie no. doesn't need, you know, it's not requiring a in-depth analysis of anything. You know, it's like it's it's a big it's a big alien invasion movie on a 1996 budget. I can dig it. Well, yeah, it's a it's just a massive summer blockbuster in a yeah a fashion that we. You know, I, and I remember it being like one of the, at least in my mind, one of the first big ones like that in the, in the, the scale and the scope being mm-hmm. different. I was, it's one of the first movies I remember being really excited to go see in the theater. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's just really cool. Yeah. It's just like, there's just, it's just a big, you know, spectacle. And it's not pretending to be anything else. The, yeah, it's just like, because I, I can really appreciate that. Like I said, I can't remember who said it, but like cl- cliches are cliches for a reason. And usually because they work. And it, you know, it, cliche is only bad if you do it poorly. And I think this has, this has all the cliches, but it does it well enough. That, you know, it's a completely, it's a completely enjoyable film. Oh, yeah. No, I, my biggest problems are just like the middle. Um, yeah, it does have some drag. Where, like, I don't even know if you cut it, because it does need to be there, but, like, I think that's just more, like, to go back to the stand comparison, like, my favorite parts of the stand are just, like, everything before they arrive in Colorado. I know, right? Because when they're in Colorado, everything just slows to. They need a bomb to move the plot forward. Yeah, like, slow it down. Slow it way down. And uh, that's why, like... And it's the same thing. Like once they get to Area Fifty One, yeah, it's just and like... everybody like starts to interact. It's like it's cool on a separate level, but like, you know, like because again, it's not like anybody does a bad job. It's just, oh man, this had such great because there's something about just the momentum of like an alien invasion action thing, you know. Yeah, and I, I just wanted some more people that I guess wouldn't be in Area Fifty One. Like I could have used some more. Like, we cut to different places, you know. Like, there's some tribes in Africa that are celebrating the fact mm-hmm. that they have a big, blown-up alien spacecraft. It's off in the distance. It's fine. Yeah. You know, there's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, would would have uh, would have been nice, I suppose. But, yeah. Yeah, fully recommend it. Um, haven't seen the sequel. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, came out with the sequel 20 years later, which we're going to talk about next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and then, like, I think the other thing I recognize for this one, it's, like, a big string of Will Smith hits. And, like, yeah. the this is, like, when he first starts hitting his stride. It felt <laughs> yeah, like, where he becomes, like, the box office draw. Well, I mean, like, well, thinking no, about that's, it. That's not an uh, unfair assessment. I mean, what – I'm trying to think, like, what else – because I know that I'm missing, I, I'm blanking on so many right now. But I like know Men in Black was like the oh, next yeah. year. That's right. <laughs> like Wild Wild West. Would that be considered a hit for Will Smith? No, but it's just a hit for me. It is a classic. I oh god, do you remember when we w- went to the theater? We got those glasses. Ah, uh, well, we got those from Burger King. Oh, that's right. We oh man, that was a. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I love that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. I love Wild Wild West. I know it's dumb. You don't it's have hor- to fight. It's not I, great. It's not great at all. But 
I fully, I am, you know, yeah, because I cannot, uh, yeah, we kind of glossed over a lot of stuff, but the performances for a lot of characters, Harry Connick Jr. notwithstanding, mm-hmm. are really good. Oh, yeah, uh, everybody Will is, Smith is, is as charming awesome. as fucking ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jeff Goldblum's great, Bill Pullman is, like, an excellent, like, president. Everybody is like everybody does a great job. Harry Connick Jr. is the one exception to the whole cast. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's really just a him thing. I think yeah, they were just like, be the a... most obnoxious sidekick ever. <laughs> yes, that way we won't. That way we know that there are stakes when you die, but nobody will care when you die. <laughs> it's basically it. Like, all, there's a lot of dead comic relief characters because like David's boss also gets got in the in his car. Yeah. Trying to call Dr. Katz. Yeah. But $300 an hour, he better be available. Get me his house in the Hamptons. Give me that squiggly bastard. <laughs> I was uh, weirdly thinking about that show the other day. I, I was wondering. I was like, is that is literally... Is that a Dr. Katz reference? Is that... I mean, it's the same time frame. It'd be about... It'd be about there. Any any other any other thoughts on... Uh, none. No, not really. I mean, uh, all I all I really got is I'm actually like my interest is peaked for the sequel just to see what the fuck is gonna happen. Now I can't wait to see how they fuck this up. <laughs> just this whole deal. <laughs> now, like you know, we don't normally talk this about is it. Kind before. of a perfect isolated thing. Like it doesn't need a sequel. That's the thing. Like it, as to why I haven't seen Independence Day: Revengeance. It's unnecessary. It doesn't. Who cares? Yeah, they won. Good job. Movie closed. Yeah, and like, as, did I need to see what happened to these people 20 years later? There's a perfectness about some movies where it's like, doesn't need a sequel. No. We don't need more of this. This is fine as is. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't turn this into a dead horse that you just keep beating the shit out of. So I can tell you uh, right now, um, just beforehand, I don't like to like call my shots or whatever, but my uh, expectations are at a rock bottom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at a pretty neutral, neutral if, rate with. Uh, if I come away with that, it's just like uh, it's pretty good. It will have massively ex- exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Because right now it's just going to be like a, this is not a thing this that isn't needed. Necessary. Like I know we got to make money, but <laughs> but do, do we really? Do we really need? Okay. Sure, I guess. Why couldn't it have gotten like a? You know what? This would be a great. No, probably not. I was thinking this would be like a great, like uh, if they made this into a video game. They did. Well, I mean, like a modern day one, like okay. like a modern, like because I feel like there's actually a pretty cool modern spin on this in a video game format. Because we had it. It's just a. It's just yeah, you no, fly yeah. F-16s yeah. and you do dogfighting until they, they decide, like, yep, you've killed enough aliens. Now the eye opens up. Now kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. No, I mean, like, eh, whatever. <sighs> no, I, I was thinking that. There's some stuff we watch where I'm like, oh, yeah. This, uh, the one I was thinking of that was like, this needs to be a video game is uh, Escape from New York. Oh, hell yeah. I think we mentioned that in the episode, too. I think we did, yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, if you haven't seen it, you know, Independence mm-hmm. Day, feel free. I mean, especially since today is Independence Day, if you're listening to it on release. Yes. That's why we did it. Yeah. So Felt appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah, if you if you uh, are American, happy Independence Day. And if mm-hmm. you're not, you know, we're sorry. Yeah. 
Tough uh, luck. Have to be you, dependent on whatever you're dependent on. But uh, have a have a happy Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed. It's okay. You know, independent of how we feel about it, you can feel however you feel. Just you know, you can't celebrate it. No, you can celebrate the fact that we're independent. That's it. Yeah, that's a better way of thinking of just, it. Yeah. Just maybe be thankful that we aren't a part of your nation. Exactly. And on that bombshell, next week is uh, Revengeance Day, as I'm going to call it, July 11th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're doing Independence Day Revengeance. Resurgence? I don't remember. I can't remember. Requiem? Man, there's so many. If you add Requiem to the end of your movie title, you know it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. It's just or, one of those. Or if you're like Darren Aronofsky, you put it at the beginning of a movie title and really fuck people up. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, because I was going to say, if you put Requiem in your name, you know, the movie's going to be terrible. But then I was like, no, that's not true. Yeah. A- asses to asses. <laughs> <laughs> more at 11 anyway uh yeah and then uh what are we doing the turtles after that i think yeah i think after that's turtles yeah so exciting summer so but until then i'm devin and i'm dayton thanks for listening everybody see ya peace